Welcome everyone to another episode of the Million Shuffle Gaming Podcast. This time I have decided to torture myself with two Robins. <laughs> I'll start with my co-host. How have you been? I'm doing okay, my friend. Doing okay. You sound like a zombie. Uh, you know, adulting can leave you pretty tired. That's a damn shame. Anyway, let's hope that uh, our other Robin, <laughs> Mr. Msiska, joining us from from across the oceans. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I brought other Robin on <laughs> um, because uh, this episode is a Gamescom episode, and Robin, you were at Gamescom. So before we get into I was? that. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's going to be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you were at Gamescom. So, like, what is it like? All I've heard, like, I've, I've seen some videos uh-huh. before, but I hear, like, it's, like, crazy. Like, the numbers are insane, like, wilder than, like, Anime Expo, wilder than, like, E3 itself. So, so what's what's that experience like? Okay, so I've never been to E3 or Anime uh, Expo, but I will say I've been to TGS and uh, and Rage Expo in South Africa, and the incredible Luscon, LSCon in Lusaka. <laughs> I will say um, the turnout at Gamescom is just crazy. Um, already you have. A, good number of gamers in Germany itself, but then the fact that it's Europe, you know, open borders, you have people from everywhere just coming in. Oh man, it's it's crazy, but at the same time with all these conferences, it's the best organized. Um, when it comes to signage, when it comes to areas, sectioning areas off and things like that, I think they did an, an amazing job given how many people uh, came to Gamescom. That's great. I'm, I'm just hearing that and I'm thinking I need to learn how they do that because it sounds like a nightmare. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny? Um, so uh, Gamescom had, had a tiered off um, ticketing system where they had the weekly pass and then they had day tickets. And then for those day tickets, at after 4 p.m., they reduced the price significantly. So you saw droves of people lining up after four. And, you know, for for um, a, a con goer, you'd think, oh, yeah, now it's going to be crowded and we'll be rubbing up against each other. Nope. It, the, the, the area was huge and things still ran smoothly. There was no chaos. Man, that's, that sounds great. Like, I, I, I definitely now, like, really want to know how they... But what, like, what's it like? What, what do they have there? Like, is it just booths? Is it like the, like the major publishers, the big ass industry style booths? Do they have little, smaller packs style thingies? Like, are there tournaments? Like, what's, what is there for like? How do you work? Okay, yeah, uh, good question. Um, so, uh, I don't know if this uh, this is always how it's been, but I'm I, I think it's not a departure from the past because I couldn't attend the last two years because the big C, Cove Cove. Um, but 
it's usually held in, um, I think it's always been held at the conference center in Cologne. So um, the area is huge and this, this year they sectioned it off into different uh, sections. So they had the usual gamers area where you can just go and play, uh, chill, meet new people. They had the retro area, which was massive. There was so much different generations. And when I say generations, it's like ZX Spectrum, Atari, like really, really old systems going all the way to what we, what Gen Z would say retro. It's like Xbox 360, I hate that, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was the huge area. So that's area number one. Number two, they had, of course, uh, the merch area. Really big. I think it was sponsored by Mini, the car company. And then they had the cosplay village. Really, really cool. Awesome, awesome cosplay village. Um, they had... Uh, the Gamescom campus, which was basically where industry people came to recruit and also where some schools and uh, different institutions came to like try to get people. Then they had the family and friends area. They had a dedicated streamers area. <laughs> Welcome to 2022. Um, which made it cozy for people that were streaming on sites. And then they had mm -hmm. uh, indoor and outdoor area for things like robot. That for enthusiasts that were games adjacent. It was really nice. And to top it all off, of course, the events area, which is what um, where most of the events took place. And, oh yeah, I forgot one thing, but I think I'll, I'll touch on this later. The indie area, my gosh, they had a, a, an area for indie games, glorious. I, I figured the indie area would be as big as as you imply. Bruh. So the indie area by physical area was big, but not as big as what it, it was packed with contents. So, if, so when you get to the indie area, they had a list of games featured. I think they had about 84 different games and um, these creators all had their own uh, areas like just uh, usually one one or two screens and the devs were all standing around there. Now I'm an indie game head so that was my area. I'm telling you I spent so much time there almost the whole uh, Gamescom experience and still could not even sample half of what was on, uh, what was showcased there. There was so much and yeah lots of content. That sounds amazing like was is it a lot like a lot of international guests? Is it mostly just Germans? Do the do the devs have to have like translators? Are they speaking English? Like what's what's that like? Yeah. Um, so I think um, because of the international audience, it's all done in English. Uh, there was a good number of German indie developers. A lot of Germans were showcasing their games, which was very nice because my personal uh, game of the show, I think, was made by a German person. And we chatted a bit about the whole game design process. And then, I, and that was the beauty of the indie area as compared to the other sections. You, had, you, you could play the games there, try them, and then you could also just um, speak to the devs. 
talk to them about the process, what what they thought of, and because to me indie gaming is such it is quite intimate. Like when you play an indie game, you're playing a small team's vision, usually uh, no larger than a few than a handful of people. So it's always nice to ask them, you know, what went into their game and yeah, what they what their their, their reaction to their game is like, like seeing them seeing people react to their game, like how are they taking that? Uh, how how many days is it? Okay, uh, so hmm. so it ended on uh, Sunday. Um, oh. It starts, I think, Thursday. Opening night live was Wednesday, and then Thursday, uh, I think the doors were open to everyone else. So it was from the twenty fourth to the twenty eighth, so four days. And that ticket. Like, so you just got like a one-day ticket thing? Or like, yeah, 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 I, I got a one-day ticket thing, which I regret now, because <laughs> 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 I should have taken four, day, uh, four days, but I had I made other commitments. So uh, it's not like you have to order online, tickets run out or anything, no, the, the conference center is big enough to accommodate, you know, people as they come. It's just that, you know, if, yeah, I, I just had other stuff to do, but I would have loved to go for the full four days. Yeah, no, that's, what, 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 what are the pricing structures like? like? Is it like mega expensive? No, no, not really. Like, uh, compared to, it's like, what can I say? It's like the price of two meals. If you eat out, it's two meals, basically. So a date. Yeah, and it, 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 yeah, it's a date basically. And um, if you if you come after four p.m., then it's like um, it's like the price of McDonald's, a really cheap meal, <laughs> a big bite, a big well. bite too. Yes, <laughs> exactly, perfectly encapsulated. So it's very accessible to everyone. I, I saw a lot of kids who just I think just. Uh, came on on their own savings, like yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I guess uh, we can jump off off of that, and and before we, we ask you what games you saw that you liked that we might not have seen, uh-huh. we'll start with Robin and ask him like uh, with Mazumda, but then uh, ask him <laughs> what. <laughs> What uh, what games you saw at Opening Night Live and stuff that stood out to you? I will be extremely honest with you, Dennis. I did not enjoy Opening Night Live. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because I don't know whether it's because I was in the wrong mindset or whether, you know, it was a content issue, but there was not much which which grabbed me. <laughs> Was it content fatigue or just lack of appealing content for you and your tastes? I'm going to hope it is the latter. <laughs> but, can... you know, Sorry. just like many others, I will say I did like Lies of P. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh. That's, that's what stood out for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I also... Yeah, that, that's for me. I feel, I feel like that's what that was the game that stood out the most um, from Opening Night Live. Um, 
I don't know much about it. I don't even know who is making it. I haven't looked it up much, but uh, it's, it's an indie studio, right? It is. It is an indie studio. I, I never heard of them before, Lies of P. Uh, I don't know that yeah. they're first-time developer or they've made, you know, Steam Greenlight games before. NeoWiz, I don't know. If, um... Yeah, it's NeoWiz. I've never heard of them. I, like, visually, I think it looks stunning. I, I like the, the art style they've gone with. It's a bit too dark for me, <laughs> but still, uh, I, I do like the... <laughs> I do like the, uh, <laughs> the, the art style, the whole puppet thing. I, I I like steampunk. Looks steampunk. Um, the gameplay looks pretty good. It doesn't look looks a bit more actiony than a regular Souls type game. The boss designs are amazing. I I honestly really can't wait to like build this world and this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm jazzed. That is coming to Game Pass. Day one, one baby. <laughs> Which is awesome. Same dividends, I'm telling you. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought this is definitely kids' jam. Any other game with without that specific art style, it would be debatable. But the fact that you like Dishonored, which looked a lot like that, like there was a room that straight up looked like, you know, um, uh, the Jindosh Mansion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's it's steampunk Pinocchio. Uh, exactly. The only thing that disappointed me was we never saw his nose grow, but then I think Pinocchio, because puppets, and it's going to probably start touching on the stuff that Nia Automata uh, touched upon, I don't know. It's exciting, nonetheless. Uh, they'll, they'll probably, they're probably saving it for the real game or whatever. And that's supposed to be next year, isn't it? Yes, next year. Well, very, very much important. The other game that I feel I would say excited for, I'm excited for the developer, uh, is every is everything or everywhere. Every or everything? Uh, everything. No, everywhere. Sorry. Oh yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It's everything. It's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So it's made. Well, uh, Leslie Benzies, former Rockstar, is working on that. Um, yeah, Leslie Benzies was a, a rock star at Rockstar. Um, like when those like lawsuits or whatever, he sued Rockstar because they were not like giving him a dividend or something. Um, and I know he was a big part of Red Dead Redemption 2 and making sure that we went over the line because he was sort of stuck in development hell. Yeah, he's kind of like a very competent, very well-known developer and this is the game he's been working on after Mate Toto Online. So, it looks like a metaverse game, or it's just an open world GTA Online type game. I don't know. We didn't really see much. I, the only reason I have some interest in it is because it's Leslie Ben. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just happy that, it, that your, your dev is winning. <laughs> did it pique anyone else's interest at all? I mean, they started with it, so uh, it was new. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now that we're on this, I I also appreciated how much new IP this opening night live had. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. New IP, you can't say no to new IP. It's always encouraging. Mm. 
yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was very happy about that point uh, about that specifically. So um, I guess we'll see more because we really, we really didn't see anything everywhere. We didn't see anything at all. <laughs> um, is there anything else that stood out to you? Um, I'm curious about that Babayaga game. Um, it's got a very generic name, something way path, something trail, something trail, bird trails, black trail, yes, no, black tail, I know, man, black tail. It's that Babayaga game, the one with the twins and yeah, split personalities, I think. I don't know if they're really physically separate people or personality type thing going on, but yeah, that one. It's called Black Tail. Yeah, Black Tail. Very, like, very short trailer. What looked like some gameplay. What yeah. looked like some gameplay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you never know these days, Robin. You never know. Fair, fair. <laughs> ah, sorry. No, there was, a, there was a lot of that. Because even... Um, uh, the Lords of the Fallen. Yes, yes, and, exactly. I was and, going to say... And the, that... and the other game that they... That, that same developer is making. They were both just CG like trailers, I guess. Uh, and it's like, like, show me something if you really want me to like fully get on board. Especially if it's a new IP, you have to kind of, I don't know, like show some gameplay, even if it's like a snippet, because otherwise, there's nothing to hold on to there. So. And, and is anyone even like, Okay, obviously they are, but like, is there an actual thirst for a Lords of the Fallen? Not, not here, but maybe Robin. Uh, <laughs> you like those games. Look, Lords of the Fallen, even back then, was always kind of seen like, oh, the bad souls clone. <laughs> <laughs> but Robin 2.0, if someone hands you a copy of Lords of the Fallen, you'd play it, right? Like, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But be honest. What made it not good? Like, was it gameplay? Was it like what? It didn't get it. Ah. Like, okay. Uh, I will say, even though I never played Gods of Honor, I played stuff like, remember the Surge? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. What I did play on the surge was that it didn't get it in like it got oh there is bonfire there is high difficulty there is no music there is environmental storytelling but like just because you know what you have to do doesn't mean you do it well because almost all of them have got bad levels and stuff so I don't know yeah he's hoping that uh, the they learn from that um, because I feel like this is their their second. This is, I guess, they're, they're going at it again. So, um, and now with more people who have actually tried those games, like myself, and are willing to try them, I think like, this is their chance. Otherwise, they'll go they'll miss the ball. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> so so if, if what Robin says like if, if they haven't improved on not getting it like you say like 
it would be terrible because there have been some people that have got into Souls games now because of Elden Ring, which I understand is excellent. So imagine you go from Elden Ring and then you, it's something that, you know, doesn't really capture the spirit of such a thing. You don't want that to happen. Uh, but yeah, did you, did you guys uh, see where, where Winds meets the, China, the Chinese game? What do you guys think of that one? I was I was intrigued. I won't lie. I was like, you know what, this guy is uh, onto something. I was very intrigued uh, when I saw that. I was like, okay, um, I I definitely want to try it. I think we're yet to see one of these single player Chinese play games that can come out and be big. I know Naraka Blade Point is huge, but that's a, a battle royale multiplayer game. So I'd like to wait for one, one of these other Chinese single player games to come out and be like huge like massive 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 laughs I mean that the, the, they're making that Honkai spin-off thing in space oh yeah people are already drooling over that one that was the discourse on the show floor from from the Genshin from the Genshin crowd Ah, the Genshin crowd. Genshin is so big, it always surprises me how big Genshin is. It's just, I don't know, they, ah, they managed to... They found a formula and it works, man, like, good on them. Good on them. Good on them. They, they had a dedicated section of Genshin players who just did not do anything but just meet and play Genshin. <laughs> you, you, go, you pay money to go to game school, <laughs> to go and play Genshin in fact. <laughs> Wow. It wow. is what it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you know, for these Chinese games, I really want the single player ones to release because when I look at the graphical fidelity, I'm, I'm just trying to, I, I really want to see if they're going to run the way they promised to run, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope. Because they keep swearing up and down that, that yeah, this is what it's going to run like. Okay. It's better. It's better. I mean, this insinuation that, that they might be um, you know, bullshitting, as Daniel puts it, is a bit unfair. But like, I mean, we're, we're yet to see. Um, I, I have, I have. Faith. Anyway, we also got two comedy games announced. A new Tales from the Borderlands, the new cast and kind of new devs. Um, I like I like Borderlands, I like Tales from the Borderlands. They're really good, they're really funny. Um, something that I've spoken about with Unshima before was video games need to have more genres and like comedy is one of them we should have drama games we should have romance games like everything so like instead of like when you think of video games just shooty shooty action like let's just have more genres um so i'm looking forward to the new tales from the borderlands and then for all the justin royland fans there's uh high on life oh god which oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high on life is making the rounds it is, but the thing is that the, the people who like that 
are enjoying it. Yeah. Like it's it's that kind of comedy, I guess. Like but I look, like look, Rick and Morty. Here's the thing with that sort of you know the Justin Roiland comedy is that part of the reason a show like Rick and Morty works is because the delivery and pacing of a show is structured around delivering that joke that type of joke and stuff but in a video game uh, you know you can kind of you can structure things in that way because players do their own stuff agreed because you it, it's on the player and so comedic timing is in the hands of the player it can I, I can imagine it gets very grating very fast i know there's a way to do it well because what do i have to say yeah uh... and, and like and i know people really dislike borderlands humor i really like borderlands humor <laughs> i really do i think it works they find a way to make it work especially tales from the borderlands like like comedy tales from the borderlands is, is amazing like that game I know people throw this at genuinely underrated. Genuinely an underrated video game just from the Borderlands. More people played it. You, you just the writing is so good. And even the voice actors, like if you ask Laura Bailey, like she'll always bring up Tales from the Borderlands. Same thing with uh, Troy Baker. Like they'll it's just really well written and really well acted. Um, and the comedic timing is even added to gameplay stuff as well. So I know it's possible. Um, that boss fight, I have to say, the, the, the high on life boss fight that they showed at the opening night live, I appreciated it. It looked pretty jank, it looked very real. Uh, you could, it, it looked like it looked like someone playing a video game. Uh, so, I appreciated that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of, it was funny to see them announce the new um, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. And then immediately after, I think the Expanse, a Telltale series, like, it's so funny to see that. It's like Telltale doing that thing that they did again, yeah. and it's like, oh, Over. stop! Just make one game! Like, don't do Jesus. it! Don't do it, bro! We saw what happened last time! <laughs> the funny thing is, like, um, I haven't seen the Expanse, and all of my friends have told me, like, this is literally your shit, Dennis, you should see the Expanse. And Telltale are the reasons why I saw Game of Thrones. I had I had no intention of watching Game you of know? Thrones. Like this is how this this is the this is the hook Telltale games had on me. Like they announced they're making a Game of Thrones game, and I'm like, well, I guess I have to find out what Game of Thrones is about. Save. So I binge save all of Game of Thrones just so I could play the Telltale game. Wow. It's true. <laughs> now I have to watch the Expanse, and I know it's very good. So I'll give you the biggest announcement: is that new. Elite PS4, PS5 controller. Uh, I mean, I don't care about that, but I know people really, really like it's doing the rounds on social media. Like people are loving that. So, Let's hope it's pressed, right? Uh, are they it ever? Must be at least hundred and eighty. Uh, yeah, these things ever priced right. The the Xbox Elite controller like two hundred dollars, but they sell well. You know, there's a market for these things. Yeah. <laughs> there is. There definitely is. I mean, you can remove the, the, the analog sticks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Put new keypads at the bottom and all that stuff. And it's an actual DualShock 5, so it has the haptic feedback, etc. I have to say, I've, I've 
only played the PS5 for a short while, but the controller is really good, I have to say. That, those functions work very, very well. So I can see why it would be 200 plus dollars. I can see that. So if that's your thing, that's the thing that's coming out. It's from Sony. Um, I was gonna say they're not partnering with anyone, but like, I don't know that for sure. But it's definitely branded as a Sony thing. I think it is just purely Sony, but best believe Mad Cats will come out with something similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's everything that I can remember from opening Night Live, unless there's anything else that's still up to you guys. Um, I mean, uh, nothing really. <laughs> I like how Robin Dupoidor just walked in saying, for me, nothing stood out. Just from the very beginning, it's like, nothing stood out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of Atlas Fallen? Which one is Atlas Fallen? See these names. I remember I was telling you about this. Like, these names, Resurrections, <laughs> what, Rising, like, Lots of generic names. Atlas right? Fallen, that action RPG from, uh, what are they called again? Crap, I've forgotten the name of that dev, but all I will say is the art they showed looked cool. Yeah, it's 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 it, it looked like it's 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 be, it's in sands, uh, uh, sandy landscapes with people that have uh, dark. Uh, what's 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 the name of this thing? The the one with death and the swords. Uh, Darksiders. 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 Uh, arts, uh, Darksiders armor. That's what they looked like they were wearing. Oh, this is the other Deck 13 game. Yeah, Deck 13. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is it's Lords of the Fallen and then later on Atlas Fallen. So I thought, oh, is this just, uh, is this bonus for Lord of the Fallen? I don't know. It could be, honestly. It, but the setting is just so wildly different. I mean, did they show gameplay? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Again, one of those, I think it looked like it was gameplay. RPGs. I mean, I have to see. Yeah, I don't know if they're going with the crisis thing, you know, the cry thing. That so that also they're also they're also doing the fallen thing, I guess. I mean, I mean, this wasn't at Gamescom, but there's a game coming out soon called Steel Rising. Ah, at least I've seen gameplay of that. I'm interested in it. It does look like a Eurojank Soulsborne game, <laughs> but I I I what like the developer. They, they they did uh, Greed 4, and I liked Greed 4. It was pretty ambitious. Um, so, stuff like that, I'm always going to try it. Because you never know. It could be a Witcher. One of these is going to be a Witcher-type game. You never know. So Yeah, actually. <laughs> I mean, Witcher started off just that way. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much everything. Maybe you can tell us like, what indie games you saw that stuff. Okay, yeah, um, so I think also for indie players, indie games are mostly about the feel and what they're trying to capture. So I think what I liked was a game called, um, um, the, 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 there's a demo for it called the Resort Demo. Um, so that, 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 that was a very good game. Uh, it was more, it, it felt like, um, what do you call this? Firewatch. It, it, it felt like Firewatch. So basically the, the, the premise is 
there's a meteorite that's going to hit this um, this tiny tiny resort town and the idea is you're a reporter this thing is coming around but then people seem laxed and like no one really cares and you try to find out what's happening and then things get revealed the talks and people start talking about having strange dreams and yeah but when you play it and the guy admitted to this because i asked him to explain his game to me and he was like it's basically a walking sim where it's <laughs> like it's a walking sim where you uh, where you interview people with some supernatural elements i love how they just like i i met so many people asking the question about the release it's a walking sim <laughs> They're either in or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it's nice that he led with that because he was like, yeah, if it's your thing, it's your thing. But otherwise, let me not lie to you. This is a walking sim straight up. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Do, do these guys, I'm, I'm hoping that at least some of them have trailers up. You said this, what, what was it? Yeah, so Dennis, it's called We Stay Behind. Yeah, so what this guy did with uh, uh, the... The, the the booth was really cool so this guy had really big posters uh really beautifully drawn posters uh, about a resort about you know inviting you to go spend a, to go spend some time at this creek this nice resort and this guy just had a whole bunch of these posters with five different designs really awesome and he just invited people to just pick them up for free so <laughs> these posters were really cool you couldn't resist them they were free and you were forced to take an advertisement for the game so the setting is great american outdoors and uh this guy is german never been there just so reference pictures and loved it and yeah uh, i i liked one of the devs a really cool guy uh, he made he made he made a, a game Live by the Swords. It's a tactics game, classic tactics game, with I think just a, a bit of modern polish. This guy is, is such a curious. He had the manual for his game, like he was giving out an actual printed manual for the game. He had unlockable characters. He actually designed the demo, like in the old days. Like he just wanted to recreate that era of games, and I really loved it. It's it's a tactics game. If you if if you, if you like Final Fantasy Tactics, Advanced Wars, it's that's oh, cool. it's an it's a, it's an SRPG, a strategy yeah. RPG. Exactly, SRPG. But yeah, that was that. Um, have have you guys changed your minds on Gotham Knights after looking at that trailer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, you're not the... Uh, then you have a pre-order running. Let's just create it, man. What? Aren't you showing us receipts of a pre-order for God of Nights? No. Deluxe edition. Whoa. <laughs> Can you relax? Can you relax? <laughs> well, that game... I have a feeling it will not be game. terrible. But... That's yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, same. Uh, uh, same thing, Robin. It, like it won't be as bad as it looked the first time we saw it. We're like, nah, this this is destined for. <laughs> yeah. 
But at the same time. I mean, anyway, what's up, Knights? Uh, I think for me, the thing that's the one thing that's making me uh, cautious about it is that it's super focused on multiplayer stuff. I feel like if it was a very tightly focused single player um, experience, like proper level design stuff, I'd be like, this might be there's something here, but because it's co-op what I'm assuming there's probably gonna be loot stuff. Yeah. I, I just think the priorities are going to be elsewhere and that might not save it. For what I like, I think for people who do like the multiplayer stuff it's probably gonna be basic scenario to be very enjoyable. Basically like that. Yeah. That said, I don't think it will be terrible but uh you know, I'll get it on a sale. <laughs> <laughs> so you will give it a chance after all. Yeah, if, if it's yeah. good, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think this whole online thing is, uh, I mean, I like the Dune universe, but I sadly will never play Dune Awakening because it's an MMO. Man, when... <sighs> I was like, what's the, when it was announced? I was like, what's yep. this? And then I heard the line, and I'm like, dude, let's go! And then it's like, and then she was like, oh no, this is it. <laughs> I'm like, don't say that. Don't say that. No, they got me. Like, just from the first, uh, the first scene, I was like, oh, this is a Dune game. But it's not that Spice Wars game because that's not supposed to be this style of game. What game is this? So I, I got excited thinking it's a single player, you know, adventure game. And then they said MMO. I was like, oh gosh. At least they didn't waste time. They put it right <laughs> in the title. <laughs> they didn't get my, my, my hopes to the skies and then just drop them. <laughs> An Avengers type situation. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot to see. I, I, this is just to wrap up the conversation on indie games. And for the listeners that do like indie games, um, at gamescom.global uh, has a list of all the indie games there. Um, I liked some of the games by a, a, pro, a, a producer based in Germany called Assemble Entertainment. So they had a lot of really cool games um, from developers from basically everywhere, mostly within Europe, but then they had one guy who made a game from Morocco, actually. It's called Mira and the Legend of the Jinns. Beautiful art style. The animations are really, really cool. It's uh, it's a Metroidvania. So Let's go. It's very cool. It's a very, it's, it's, it's got, you know, those, um, has, have any of you people played Greece? The really nice artsy looking. I haven't seen it, but I've seen Yeah, it's, 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 it, it's got things that look like that, but then it's got really cool combat, and it's a yeah, it's a nice Metroidvania. I, I tried it, I liked it, but it was janky because it's a really really early build. I think it even crashed on me at some point. <laughs> That's all you, <laughs> you break it, but then I'm excited for it. So if this works out, yeah, it's 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 nice to have African games out there that actually feel really good and like. Yeah, uh, uh, picked up by people who can support the creator. Nice. So yeah, go to the indie games uh, section of uh, Gamescom. There are a lot of games. Most of them you can even play now. And yeah, 
see what you like. I guess we can wrap it up by like, talking about what we've been playing. Robin, what have you been playing recently? What have you been playing recently? Barely anything, dude. Life has got hands. <laughs> give it legs, man. Life has got hands. I don't know what that means. I just made that up right now. Just roll with it. Yeah. I'm, I, I've barely played anything this past month. But... This upcoming month, I want to play Xenoblade 3. So hopefully I can get into that. Robin, you playing anything? This life got hands, fam. Uh. <laughs> and legs, for that matter. <laughs> now, um, I've been finishing Tunic. Uh, I really Great wanted to game. take with it. Huh? Great game. Oh yeah, thank you. Real recognize real. Yeah, so I've been finishing that one and I want to start on Neon White. Neon White is the card game. No, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a speedrun game. It's a it's shooter, it's puzzle platforming basically. And I know like I know that game is like super highly rated, people really like it, but for me I don't know card stuff. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's puzzle platforming. You just jump around. It's just speedrunning levels. Maybe it just doesn't present well, but I'll, I'll try to look it up and see just raw gameplay and not trailer stuff. Yeah, it's not like the way you think card games are. Think of it more like, uh, what's the last good speedrunning game that I can, th- I, I think Dennis tried. How, you're, you're playing Celeste. I, I, I've been seeing your... Yeah, I, I beat Celeste. Yes, you beat Celeste. Did you do start doing the speedrunning section with Celeste? Absolutely not. They got, that game is they hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's it's a bit like, but anyway, it's it, it's it's not like strictly card game collect cards. You should look at a trailer and maybe yeah, uh, we just watch someone play for like twenty minutes. That's a lot of content because it's supposed to be really fast paced. I mean, I, I've, I've been playing games, damn, I, I beat Celeste, um, I think it's one of the best games ever made, please do play Celeste, it's, it's, it's good. I know everyone says that about Celeste and they're like, yeah, 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 but I actually do play that game, it's really good. Uh, and I am playing uh, Shadow Complex Remastered. Oh. Man, it going? is, Metroidvanias are just, I don't know, man. They're in my blood, man. Like it's so I'm just like I'm going through it. I'm like, yes, this is video games. <laughs> you know, like areas, items, going back, backtracking, just puzzles, platforming. Ah, yes, excellent stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff. Lovely, lovely, lovely. More, more Metroidvanias, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, can't wait to play, play Dread and um, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, EA is about to be bought or something or whatever. There was a whole kerfuffle, but uh, false alarm there. Uh, it's probably not going to be anything, apparently. Oh. We'll keep our, our eyes peeled on that. <laughs> Robin was very excited at the prospect of Amazon becoming a major publisher in the, in the game. You know, excited. Publishing the next... what, what a word. What a word. <laughs> <laughs> very excited about uh, Amazon's EA Sports FC. 
it's such a Bezos thing, man. Like to get freaking out in a team. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, thankfully, that didn't happen, and probably won't. Yeah, so video games, man. They do be video gaming. Um, not many big video games coming out this quarter, unless you're a big fan of, I don't know, Call of Duty. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about quarter four? Yeah. Quarter four is gonna have freaking Bayonetta and God of War. Come on. Maybe. Yeah. And Last of Us. Quarter four is gonna be great. Isn't isn't that like in a few weeks? I'm debating like like should I get put a war on PS4? Just wait. Cause that's like the reason why I didn't even play Horizon for Billion West. I'm like, should I just wait? I think you're going to be waiting just like me. I also haven't played Horizon, haven't played Spider-Man. Uh, Miles Morales. I haven't played because I was waiting like a fool for to acquire a PS5. Oh yeah, and the phrase has gone up. I know, great. I know. Now I don't even want to encourage them, but then it's, it's necessary. Like I, I don't know, man. Just get one from America. Don't buy from Europe. <sighs> you, I, just this whole thing of increasing the price in one region, it's still going to. Be. Like thankfully Xbox and Nintendo are like now we're not gonna do that. But I I, I I can see other people other markets just going, eh, we'll increase the price. If they're increasing the price, we'll mm. You're grossly undersupplied, but then uh, unfortunately for some for, for a group of for, for a certain set of people, gaming is probably sports games and PlayStation is the platform to go. Anyway guys, uh, Thanks for joining me, and uh, yeah, I have to, I have to make dinner now. <laughs> it's been fun, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Keep up. I'll you next time as as our as our man on the ground. Next time we'll give you assignments. <laughs> oh yeah, out on assignments. Alright, later. Later.